0: I
1: and <laughs> no, I'm <just> concentrating. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's becoming a bit of a Monday habit, this, Fletch.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just nice to speak to somebody, uh, different.
1: Yeah, as ever, we've got, um when we've got something cricket-related on, we've got the voice of Derbyshire Cricket, Dave Fletcher. Oi Fletch?
0: Yeah, uh, good bloke, thank you.
1: Good, good. And, uh, another special guest today, um, Dobbs, very own Matt Critchley. Oi, Critch.
2: Yeah, good. It's nice to be doing something different during lockdown. but been in about eight weeks now, so I've been listening to you guys, so it's nice to finally get on and join you. I was half
1: tempted to put listener of the podcast in that
2: intro as well. I know. Wow. I have got inter- I didn't realise, to be honest, sounds bad. I didn't realise there's so many interesting things cracking off in Dalby. Like, I'm from up north myself, so I didn't realise there's so many interesting people. I'm listening to poets, actors, everything going right on. Sure.
0: Yeah. Cool, eh? <laughs> yeah, you're the best connected person in Derby, aren't you? <laughs> not what you know, it's who
1: a, it's a, you know. Exactly. Has <laughs> uh, uh, lockdown been, been treating you then, Critch?
2: You've been trying to keep busy as best you can? Yeah, uh, not too bad. My three dart average has risen. So I've been in the garage playing darts and doing that. Football manager career took off with Chesterfield, but then unfortunately I asked too much of the boarding got set. So, yeah, no, it's not been too bad, to be honest. Looking forward to getting playing, but I don't know when that's going to be. Obviously, for all the guidelines, just today, it's pretty well still up in the air as to what we can do. But no, it's not been too bad. How about you two?
0: Well, yeah, absolute nightmare. Um, I'm not a big fan of being cooped up in the house, really. Uh, I'm interested in. I'm interested. You're in your garage playing darts. I'm hoping it's quite a tall garage because you you're. Bowling, especially, is quite a technical, isn't it? You, you, it's the kind of thing that strikes me that you have sort of got to keep your hand in your arm in.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But if well, you're on the back of the hand. Really. <laughs> I know. It's interesting you say that. I think we did. Me and Ben Slater did a call with the Chesterfield Juniors like last week, and they were all asking like what you've been doing to keep yourself going. And to be honest, there's not a lot you can do. Thankfully, I've got a garden, but I've not bowled a ball. I don't reckon I've spun one hand to hand a little bit but I've not more the ball in about eight weeks so it's going to be interesting when we do get back going um, how we go but yeah I've not really done too much but definitely it's a, it's a skill based game so you've got to try and do something to keep it in so I've been watching the and Test this weekend. So hopefully yeah. that's enough inspiration.
0: <laughs> you get that thing, you know, when you go in the nets for the first time, it might just be a pathetic uh, village cricket type thing there. But the first time you go in the nets and you, and you bowl, all the blood seems to rush to the end of your fingertips, doesn't it? And your arms are uh, arm It's not not both of them, obviously.
2: On my, on my third finger, it, all the skin rips off if I've not bowled for about two or three weeks. Right. Because obviously that's what you spin it on. Yeah, i put super glue on it too do that, but yeah, that, I get that, so that means
1: wow. I'm really then. <laughs> Every time we have
2: a, a cricketing
1: guest on, Fletch has to compare his really cricket career with...
0: <laughs> well, then you see, what you've done there is you've called it a career, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it's so not a career, it's just a something that I did a long, long time ago. You forget how old I am, because I don't look very old, you see.
2: What was your skill base, Fletch?
0: Skill base. What were you, a bowler? Bowler, come back, come back. No. Surely uh, you're a
2: seamer. I can't see you being. Yeah. A seamer. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just nipped it around a little bit on some very, very, very average pitches. I have to say. So uh, it's best to be a bowler. You know, with those square balls that you get when you just dig one out of the bag and it's got it's got one huge yeah. side and one little side. Are <laughs> oh, they? They were perfect. Perfect. Got, got
1: a huge tool. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, I try I always tried to be a leg spinner when I played junior cricket and I played more yeah. than juniors. Yeah. So I always wanted to be like a leg spinner like Shane Warne, but then you play with one of them yeah. orange balls on an artificial wicket and you're not get, you don't get a great deal of turn.
2: <laughs> yeah, I see it now, like I'm done it and played it pretty successfully, but I look at kids take it up now and I'm like just small seamers or something. Just fall seamers and that it's so hard. Like, because you, you think you've cracked it one day, in the next you've all like hit by police and half cracked, it, and you just demoralise yourself. But I think once you do, that once you do, hopefully in the next few years, get to the point where you master your skill, then it's rewarding. But it's a tough process going up, especially when I see like. Some seatman's bowl and I'm like, that's so easy. I know it's not. But I'm like it's good at slip, I'm going, that looks
1: so easy. Well, I played I played one senior game for Brailsford Force a few years back, and uh, he gave me the ball and went, bowler? I went, Yeah, yeah, I bowl a bit leg spin, and all of that. And I started doing it, and he went, Blake, you're six foot two, just, just run up and bowl, please. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to overcomplicate
0: it. Talk and, uh, about talk about steam bowlers having a having a, a repeatable action. Whereas the whole point about leg spin is is not repeating it. Because if you bowl the same leg spin delivery every single ball, you, you would get carted out of the ground nine times out of ten. So you, yours isn't a repeatable action.
2: Yeah, well, that's, that's the whole beauty of it, isn't it? The mystery of the world that you can supposedly spin it both ways bowl different speeds. So, yeah, I think you've got to try and get your action to be pretty repeatable so it stands up, but the outcome to be different. And that's the hard part about it like you've got to try and do the same thing but with a different outcome like I know I've done quite a few sessions with a guy called Stuart Miguel over in Australia and he just tells me anyone's mumking at anyone for six when your ball spins so don't yeah. have too much of an ego with it just laugh yeah. if anyone does because you say if someone bowls at 80 well 89 miles an hour no no one off the street can hit them for six but you could give someone a bat and they could hit you out the ground time so <laughs>
1: Is that, is that that's a spin bowler's biggest, one of the biggest weapons though, isn't it? That you've got people wanting to hit you for six. You use that yeah. as to your advantage. It's like...
2: Yeah, definitely. I think like you watch the test match even from Eskaston and the game's developed so much. Everyone can hit spinners, especially everywhere and as far as they want at will. But at the same time, that's how you get your wickets now. People get impatient, try and hit you. you outdo them so that's the art of it I think you get your wickets one getting someone caught mid off trying to hit you for six is the same as bowling them out really it doesn't make a difference it's still a wicket so yeah that's the whole art and the cool side of it
0: it's always good watching as well when it's not good watching you get hit for six but when you do get hit for six and you turn round you sort of go onto your heel and do the do the 180 round with a smile on your face because <laughs> if if you but, but it, it, it's almost why, why is he smiling but you have to smile because otherwise you, i mean after two or three overs you wouldn't be the to bowl again you'd be so down I
2: uh, uh, yeah you've got you've got to smile ain't you? there's worse things that can happen right i'm sure next time i get hit out the county ground i'll be thinking about this eight week lockdown going on. this isn't too bad after all <laughs> As a, as a batsman though, as a,
1: a very, very good batsman, especially in the shorter form of the game and being a spin bowler, do you feel that gives you an advantage to, when you're facing spin? It
2: it does. Well, it's interesting when I face like spinners, especially off spinners, I'm like, they're at at 50 miles an hour. I shouldn't be able to put them out of the ground here. <laughs> but yeah, I do that bowling. So, I think it does. It, it definitely helps you. You know, when what fields are going to set, how they are going to try and bowl at you generally? Like, now it doesn't always come off like that, but you can work it out like that. So I think it definitely is an advantage. Like, and it, But I think it more helps when I bowl, trying to think like a batsman, then, especially in one day cricket, you, mm. you can tell kind of how someone's looking and how the body language is about what they're going to try and do to you and read really the situation of the game as well. Mm. And I think I just like being involved in the game all the time. So that's pretty cool as well.
0: When I'm sitting up in the commentary box, the question often is: Are you a batsman who bowls or a bowler who bats? And and, and it's because we like to pigeonhole you. Obviously, we we want to put yeah. you. This is what this is what Chris does. What do you do? Uh,
2: I think probably the last couple of years, I'd say more bat and than bowling red ball cricket. But I think in white ball cricket, probably more bowling, at bats, especially the T20 stuff. Well, how good are our top? four and top five would have been with McDermott coming in I don't think there's going to be too many opportunities to slide into that in the next year. so I think trying to play that like finishing role and play the main part with the ball um, is that but I think I'll eventually end up as more of a bowler I think when it just takes longer to develop I think. I think at the moment the next few years your batting keeps you in the side like and I like to think I could play as a batter anyway but I think like your batting keeps you in the side to help you develop your bowling and then when you get to 28, 30s, I think that's when hopefully it takes over, like, and starts doing it. Like, I think that's the one thing in the last year is I've really found, like, the passion for and enjoyed more, like, bowling and getting better at bowling and learning from that, like, whereas batting, and I just find cool. Like, it's just a fun thing to do, but I enjoy the art of leg spin more.
0: Mm. Scoring, becoming the youngest player to score a century for Derbyshire probably is a, bill, style, but a bit of a millstone around your neck then, is it?
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's one of the things you can look back on. I think Darby tweeted out just last couple of days, and I don't even remember half the shots. I, was, I think I was trying to pull that length balls and everything, and that flying over my own head. <laughs> it's cool to watch it all back, but yeah, I think accolades like that are obviously pretty special. And I think, but I think you yeah, enjoy the team ones as well. Like going to finals day last year, I remember walking back across with yosa and seeing Blake in the stands, and everyone in the stands, and this cool like. Yeah, seeing everyone it's pretty emotional to be honest like, but I think they definitely want to go further in the next year that's only well for me especially that's only a little stepping stone as to what we can do as a side Well it's five years
1: now isn't it since your first year, first class debut and it was your second game wasn't it the your 100 Yeah
2: second game first one I played it for Morgan and it rained for three days so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, How did it first come about for people that don't know who are listening you, you come in obviously from Chorley up north and, and coming down to um come and join Derbyshire?
2: Yeah, I was obviously from Chorley, played club cricket Chorley and then Wigan and played for Lancashire age groups and then they had Mike Parkinson and Rob Jones in the academy and Matt McKinnon who's now at Derby all in the academy are all leg spinners but well, Park isn't really bad but (laughs) Rob Jones and Matt McKinnon and both batters. Um, So, I'd always done all right against Derby and I remember playing like an under-17s game when I got couple of 50s and two day games and wickets and stuff. And then I would dive um, me and knew my dad somehow. My dad coaches as well. And they said, Oh, would he be interested in coming down uh, to do some of the academy sessions? Um, and I spoke to John Thomas from Lancashire and he went, Yeah, and then I uh, released me, but pretty much said, you've, We've got people in the pathway to do what you do here. So if you want to go, go. And then, yeah, it just went from there. I went, uh, played to the academy a few times, got the opportunity to play the second team game. The last day of a three-day game because Tom Knight uh, got called up to the first team you could do that in the second team sub in for a day and managed to get five wickets and then never really looked back from there like uh, didn't have a con, went away to New Zealand when I was 18 to play good cricket uh, didn't have a contract or anything and then came back and a month later I was playing in the first team so it all happened really quickly to be honest I had a place at university to go to Leeds and everything and that's all I was thinking of really and then yeah suddenly I was playing and and all that so it all happened really quickly from nowhere but well not
0: from nowhere but <laughs> yeah it's weird though isn't it because there's a lot of talk at the moment around the game about how we should uh, perhaps reduce the number of teams and this kind of thing and then we look at yourself and Lewis Reese and Matty McKinnon and a lot of the Derbyshire players there's clearly others who are, who are young lads who wouldn't be playing county cricket now if it wasn't for yeah. Derbyshire, because it's a sort of second chance, if you like.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think like it has given us a lot of opportunities. Like I think if you um, had less teams, you'd probably have bigger squads, but then you don't get to play, do you? like At the end of the day. And, like, that might mean the second team competition then becomes stronger, but at the end of the day, playing first-class cricket, I don't think you can counter that. I know that like hopefully we get through to Division 1 and then we're playing at the highest standard in all the formats and competing and that, I think that's definitely a goal that I want to do with Derbyshire to try and get them into that. I think we've got the players to do it. But yeah, I think it gives so many opportunities and I think it, even if you look, not necessarily getting a second chance, but like it just revitalizes like some people's careers. Like you look at Joe Denley, who went from Kent to Middlesex, sold a bit of Middlesex, went back to Kent and now he's one of England's best players. In all formats, I think it has that benefits for people. Josh Butler, like, couldn't get the gloves into the keys, whatever, Somerset, moves to Lancashire. And I know he's was already playing one day cricket, but then takes his game to another level because he gets to play and gets that exposure. I think that is the beauty of it over here. I think, like, the Australian system going over there, people can get missed because you're supposed to stay and you stay, like, and then you don't play and you end up just playing club cricket. And then suddenly you're 28, 29, and you've not played. Whereas over here, if you want the opportunities you can play, it happened with Tom Lace, he come on loan to us and the opportunities he got and now, he could be looking at batting fourth Middlesex when they start. Like, And I know they are in the same division, but he would have never got that opportunity maybe to do that Middlesex, he might have slid in at six, played in the second team most games, but he got to play for us. And I think that is the beauty of English cricket and it would be a shame to stop that.
0: And your your your, your favourite moment? I mean, obviously the the T the twenty final would be. I tell you, mine uh, the quarter final that court and bowl, not the simple one. That was I, I could have done that. <laughs> the other one, I I I, I your second favourite to get there from from the moment it left the bat, but you still managed to get that there. There was some catch that must have been quite a moment for you. Yeah, it
2: was pretty cool, like. That was genuinely one of those moments where you watch it back and you don't realise all what's happened. Like, obviously, I re- knew I'd run after it and caught it, but I didn't even realise Logan was there. Like, he went to, like, hug me or high-five me on the side, and I turned around because I didn't even realise he was there. Like, it's, like, it stands for real, but that was genuinely one of those moments where, like, I looked back and I was like, I don't even know I did that. Like, did the little ball drop and stuff, and I was like, oh, I don't even know I'd done it. Like, so I watched it back. But, yeah, that was, Pretty cool moment to be honest. I think there was a couple of that I remember from that uh, campaign, like towards the end, like Nudge's run out of Villa at Old Trafford, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like just as a whole team, then knew we pretty much were going to get a quarter final at least. I think a few of Rabies at the end, like just to see the surprise on his face. Like he's done it for years, but yeah, <laughs> those <them little> celebrations, <laughs> like the arms up, pumping, or his eyes just popping out when he's done something. like. They're just cool to see, and then all like y'all the celebrations. what I'm pretty sure he must set up with his mates on a WhatsApp before he starts. Like, <laughs> um, they're just pretty cool. Like, they're outside. Of, they're, they're in the cricket game, but they're outside the cricket stuff. The stuff you look back on and like, laugh really. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. You've got to you've got to you've got to do that haven't you? I mean you are doing it because you're a professional sportsman but there's there's big crowds there. You, you you've got to be entertaining. You have got to give the crowd something that, even even if you're not even if you don't know you're doing it at the time it, it, it's just a sort of inbuilt wanting to please the crowd.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think like some things you think like you look like a bit of an idiot when you do. Like when you watch other people do it you think it's really cool. But <laughs> When you look at that, like that's the thing I find. Like, I see some celebrations and I'm like, I can't bring myself to do that. But then when I'm sat on the sofa watching like another team play a T20 and them celebrate like that, I'm like laughing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, it's fun to do. But yeah, yeah definitely. I think you are there to entertain, especially T20s and mm. stuff. You're there to entertain and do your best to win the game. But I think, yeah, it's an entertainment product at the end of the day. That's why we're okay. going to get back watching football and cricket at the moment. Oh, big get, get the Imran Tahir out. <laughs> mm. No, I, I couldn't. That is one I've I, I thought <laughs> when I was getting Butler out a few years ago. Like, right caught on the boundary, and a foot has gone for six, and I tailed off. But I, went, I think I just went to point at something. He, I remember watching at Chesterfield get Paul Collingwood out. And I was that deep cover, and he ran to me, and I was just like, "This bloke's Like He's a genius, but he can't be well. He was like forty at the time as well. well
1: we had, uh, well, obviously Tony Palladino does his own podcast, that I often from and he told me about the yeah. at Chesterfield. He was like, "I turned around, he's like, he's running towards the ice cream van. <laughs> What's yeah, he it
2: was doing? Like, like if, they were like, they were like one hundred and fifty <laughs> for one or two as well. Like, it was good ball, like googly through the gate. Paul Collingwood, England legend." But I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> it's incredible, like right? He's played in World Cups this bloke. <laughs> and now he's like, that just shows his love for the game, though. He's, he's playing in the park. Like, and just off.
1: Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Talking of, of Chesterfield and celebrations, one of your other um, famous overs was at Chesterfield. Obviously, that one against, the over against Yorkshire. That um, Yeah. Of, well, we'll have your memories of it first, but I think Fetch would have equally brilliant memories. I want now, unfortunately, but... <laughs>
2: Too far too for you to go, Blake. I, know, was, I was commentating know, like, on Alfredson. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That is probably, like, from a personal note, one of the proudest things I've done because I think, like, when you take fives and score hundreds, like, lots of people do that, but, like, not many people do what I did there. So when you look back, like, from solo memory, that is right up there. It's just pretty cool. Like I just remember it getting louder and louder, like each ball but just like I know people talk about the zone and whatever but when I was actually facing that over it like it not felt pretty easy that's the wrong way to say it but like I fully expected myself to do it like really? even though like you'd watch tv and you'd be like nah but I was just like yeah pretty chilled about it like Billy's good to bat with I enjoyed batting with Billy yeah. like, I got on well with him and he's good like he's just like laughing when I'm batting and saying awesome. <laughs> How good. Like, and he batted for like 19 overs and he's just like, he's going not like pumping your tyres up like that. But yeah, pretty special memories and still my family were there. And obviously I played for cricket at Chesterfield so i have everyone there as well. Yeah, it's
0: pretty special. Now's the time to admit that I didn't think you'd do it. <laughs> uh, ordinarily, when things like that happen on the radio, we did a joint commentary that day. I've stopped doing them on T20s now. But it, I, if... Derbyshire were going to win, the Derbyshire commentator would take over. Well the Yorkshire commentator did that last over. <laughs> so that tells you how much faith I had in here. What
2: about what about this time, Fletch? Because it got pretty close again the last couple of overs. Did you did you take the reins this time? Did you tell the Yorkshire commentator, I've got this one, mate, Like, hold off for
0: in last season? It's
1: yeah,
0: me and you yeah. once. It was me and you wasn't it. I've yeah, I've stopped I've stopped doing joint ones now for T twenty. I've met Mainly because of that, because you would sort of do five overs each, so you can't guarantee that you'll be on at the end when, or even when it finishes. You know yeah. what I mean? So I mean that's just a just a, a very boring technicality of, of we do. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was astonishing. I think also we had a problem um, uh, back at the studio when, uh, and the last over didn't go out on air either. But apart from that, it was a terrific afternoon. Uh, <laughs> everything, everything went really, really well. Uh, <laughs> fantastic yeah. to
1: watch another story about that was I was doing it was like the last pre-season games it was a Saturday wasn't it and it was the last pre-season mm. games before the season so I went to do Alfreton v Forest in a pre-season friendly so I was at Alpharton just up the road and my dad had gone to Queen's Park and he texted me about two hours ago saying I'll come and get you because the game had finished and I was just sat having a pint at Alfreton. Yeah. I said, I'll come and get you afterwards and my dad said oh we're not going to do this I'll come and get you now save you waiting." drove to Alfreton and literally, as he as he pulled up at Town's ground, I was listening to the, the commentary. I went, we've done it. He went, you are. I went, Derbyshire's won. <laughs> so that's like, it shows how unlikely it was. Like some some stalwart really? like my dad who goes everywhere. Even he thought, nah, I can't. I think yeah. it's the element of also, it's fi- almost 50-50 with Yorkshire and Derbyshire, isn't it? So yeah, if,
2: well,
1: if you stay till the end. It's fine. Like
2: I... I- whoever's winning it feels like they're at their home yeah. ground like, he's right on the border but like I think um, the court. if you're looking from the pool leading to the right where like the marquee is that all seems to be Yorkshire like mm. from there around and then on the bank all seems to be Derbyshire so i have made sure I park myself on the Derbyshire side when I'm fielding <laughs> I don't need
0: getting that a <laughs> great I mean it's, it's been a good ground for you you say obviously you played club cricket there you did that you got your 10 wickets in a match as well there didn't you yeah. So you obviously enjoy playing at Chesterfield.
2: Yeah, I've ticked off some things there. I got 100 against Durham in the four-day game and then got, um, obviously, that T20 game and then against Northampton. got uh got 10 for 50 in the game as well. So mm-hmm. I got one out of non-striker then, which is like frustrating. But um, yeah, it's obviously a pretty cool place to play. Like I enjoy it there and stuff. So yeah, obviously some great memories there and hopefully a few more to come.
1: Talking T twenty wise, T twenty wise last last season, we've had a couple on and asked about your memories, just what was going to more depth? But what was what was Finals Day like the, the day in, in general?
2: Yeah, it was cool. i have never been watching. I know a few of them have said they've been like watching before and being there. Um yeah, I just remember like just the buzz of the crowd and how flying people were from when we got there. Like we were the second game on and you're walking over to the net. And like everyone just seemed like it was about nine o'clock at night and they have been on the beers all day really, which is pretty cool. Like well, I think that is what you enjoy playing against. And I just remember being on the training ground like Workshop the next um across the stand and like hearing like different cheers, like we just assumed that um Knox had won. Like mm. I remember watching it when Hales and uh Ducket were batting and I just assumed they'd won and then watch the ebb and flow of that game. It kind of made you realise that anything could happen, um, which was cool. And But unfortunately, like, Essex played pretty well. We didn't have the greatest game, to be fair. Like, I think if you look back and say, but, yeah. And then I joined as a spectator, so, that, like, <laughs> so, yeah, It was a cool day. Like, obviously, I want to go further next time, but, yeah, it was a mm-hmm. pretty um, cool day. Pretty, like, emotional day, really, to see everyone's families there and mm-hmm. see people, like, from Derby there, I you know, in the last few years like we've probably you can say we've been rebuilding, you say we've been bad at times, like whatever. But we it's cool to see that there are there is the support there, like if we can start putting well, the the support is always there, mm. but there is the following if we can start putting consistent performances together and put a smile back on people's faces. That doesn't mean we're gonna go and win every game in the summer and do that but i think the way we play our cricket and the way all the lads are is pretty cool i think if anyone's around our group there's not really well there isn't any bad people around we're a pretty approachable group like i think if we can play our cricket in that way and start having some success it'll be pretty infectious and pretty cool really
0: uh, that's it's a million it's a million dollar question Chris but one day I'm optimistic, the next day I'm pessimistic, and then you're, you're sort of up and down and all the rest of it. And do you think we'll get we'll get to see any any county cricket at all this summer? I
2: hope, certainly hope so. Like personally, like I'm pretty desperate to get out there and play. I know everyone is really, but yeah, um, I think so. I, I, I can't see how like football's going to start up again. I know there's a lot more money in football and the TV rights and everything, but surely if a contact sport can start up again, then an non contact sport can, I know you have the things with cricket balls and keeps standing ups and stuff, but but like, I spoke to Billy G on FaceTime the other day, and it's like, in the t T20, you don't stand near anyone in the field. Like, you're 50 metres, apart from like when you bat or go past the umpire, like, when you're in the field, you could be 50 metres away from anyone, so... If you can get, like, maybe using your own balls and stuff like that right and sorted, maybe you don't have to use a square leg umpire or something, you just use a camera or something like that. I hope so. But I think if you've got the best minds in the country on it, surely they can come up with some way by September. I know everyone wants to play now because the cricket season just started a month ago. But I think if we can try and get something through August and September, you can still play at least a couple of meaningful competitions it might mean you can't play the four day stuff because obviously it takes four days for one game so if you get anything meaningful you need at least a couple of months really so six seven games but you could theoretically play a t20 every day for a week even if you needed a week and that's seven games you could play two in a day if we all stayed at one hotel like and they did like um regional tournaments which I know that is probably one that has been mentioned and that sounds like the most like um, promising solution. Like Each team takes like minimal coaches, minimal sports staff and a squad of 12, 13 something. Obviously you're not going to take your whole of everyone because like, then that's too many people going in but maybe if you keep it to a minimum and you get your tests before you go in the ground and then you have to eat at a hotel, do a little buffet and stuff like that. I think everyone would be prepared to sacrifice like that as long as it was safe just to get some play. So I can see that. But at the end of the day, I think I'm looking at glass half full trying to, because I really want to play, trying to think what can play rather than what is actually safe and secure. <laughs>
0: It'll be weird if we do get going there because course will be very few, if any, overseas players. You've got the you've got the problem whether Leas can get back from from South Africa and Ravi from Trinidad and things like that. So it's it's mm. going to be it's going to be interesting, isn't it? When uh, when you finally see the squads announced for the uh, for the tournament.
2: Well, it will be. It'll be um, be interesting to see what the setup is like. How long we have to train and everything like that. So how long they're going to give people to get back. because obviously got this 14-day quarantine now if you come back in the country. So that does mean, especially for Ravi, if he did, when he does come back, he'll have to spend the two weeks, you would assume, on his own. So that delays that further. But um, yeah, they're all, just all speculation, in not it? Until no, absolutely. it happens. But yeah, it will be interesting. And I'm sure something will be different. Like, I've seen some bizarre things like, Cooker a coated ball and they might wait one time so you don't have to shine it. I was like, imagine playing, imagine facing like Josphra and you've got a like weighted ball and it just keeps coming back at you. Like, that'd be horrible. <laughs> I reckon I'd just walk off. Like, I didn't look like when it's swinging and nipping at Derby. do like, I learned if it's weighted, it would just be wobbling. Like there'd be broken fingers all over the place. Like, People will be trying to catch it and the ball will be one flying everywhere. But, nah, I'm sure there'll be. if we do play there'll be some at rogue. but I think you've just got to embrace it ain't you, for a summer. everyone just wants to play.
0: No wonder Tony Paladino says he wants to play T20 cricket again, is it?
2: I know, you'll see Tony just waddling in ball and little fingers.
0: <laughs> and having a bat. He didn't just fancy
2: himself having a ball he wants to have a bat. I know, get him up there a little pinch hitting roll Now McDermott so he's setting Tony up. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. I know you're looking forward to this because I mentioned it to you earlier. Um, I've got a few teammates' questions. We've done it on a couple before, but I thought it'd be especially entertaining to do it with you because I know you get yeah. excited about giving your teammates a little bit. <laughs> um, who's got the uh, in the in the Derbyshire changing room? Who's got the best and worst banter? Well,
2: I listened to one the first cricket podcast you did with Joslin. And he said that I think I'd have the best. And you said that my social media was terrible. So I've been holding that for about two months since I got back. And I've hardly been tweeting or Instagramming since then because yeah. now I'm always, I think Yazda has got the best banter. It means we argue half the time, but he's the mm-hmm. value, like runs, like your text factors, like your initiations. Yos has got the best. Uh, worst could be like. Just a mixture in it. Like at the moment, Sam Connors and Finn on social media are terrible. Like taking the reins. <laughs> oh, Finn's just trying to get content out there, however he can. Sam Connors is like, laugh. Wow. he's doing some film reviews on Twitter. He's putting pictures <laughs> on Instagram. Like some of the worst things I've seen. Like it's, it's making my isolation worse. I haven't seen that, <laughs> how much effort they're going in. But so yeah, like best and work like worst. Worst is it, like, day to day, there's no one that's too bad, like, Tony's got good stories and stuff, so he'd be up there with yours, but yeah, yeah. they're my two for now. <laughs>
1: he, can, he can tell a good story, can't he, Tony?
2: Yeah, he spins a good job, and I've heard a few of them a few times now, It's obviously new people come in the dress group so they get to hear them, <laughs> and I've been around for five years, but they're all good, they make you laugh, and he, it's the way he tells them as well, like, it's good yeah. good
1: he, I heard his best one the other day. He, he was on about... Have uh, you ever told you the one about Broomy with his bat at Glamorgan? We had this short-blade yeah, bat.
2: I was next... To, I was padding up when Broomy was... <laughs> in, took his short-blade bat. Uh, what are you he, doing, Mike? Cr- what are you doing? A short-blade bat? He's played for 15 years <laughs> and you see one bat at Sussex, it was short... Right, it's terrible, but... So, Chris Nassau went with a short-blade, didn't he? And then got York He got and Yorks. He, he, sa- he signed it and he smashed it. He had another one in his bag and he just give it away. Like...
0: Oh,
2: it was brilliant. so funny though, like, he, had, he had a meltdown most weeks. was like, another one like when he got out and he hit a basketball against like the window and it hit me in the head like I was <laughs> laughing like padding up like he just blew off about like, everything like, it's just yeah the, like, it's just the, funny uh, to see. the delayed snap i think tony yeah, called it <laughs> the delayed snap like oh like you could tell uh, you could tell when it was brewing as well because he'd be on his own just thinking and then just <laughs> Yeah, oh, God,
1: God. who's <laughs> um, the biggest hitter at the club at the
2: minute biggest hitter I, I reckon Billy just goes out of yeah. nowhere like, like he'll just he'll block and nurdle it around and then he'll hit one like into the hotel at Darby <laughs> like so he, like he will not go out like and play aggressively like some people might do from ball one but I reckon on just like pure ball striking ability he's up there like just for the, like a one off out of nowhere he's can clear any
0: rope. You gotta enjoy watching Ravi bat, though, have not you? Yeah,
2: I was gonna say Ravi. can, he can hit it a long way. And anytime time I bowl at him in the net, he fa- well, he doesn't net a lot, but he fancies me. He just has to go every single ball, try to hit it as far as he can. <laughs> um Who's got the uh, Who's got
1: the worst clubber? Whenever I dervish
2: the Derbyshire like
1: this, it's always the same answer. It's not all Dave right. Fletcher.
2: All of <laughs> all, all, thinking in. in different ways. Not like, nah. <laughs> Not all. Um, I've got a few written down. Harvey is like pretty good most of the time. Like, I'd wear what he wears, and then he wears the odd thing. And I'm just questioning what he's doing. Like, he has this one vest, and it, like, it's too small, and it just looks awful. It looks like what you give like a five year old like, on the beach because you have like one summer outfit a year. So, is a bad. But like, Wayne, for someone that's like so successful and a legend, wears the worst. like he wears them pumps like that look like they're from like tesco or something like blue like you can tell he's worn them that much they've gone faded with some stonewashed swingy jeans and like a sweater and polo but like not like tony wears like older people's gears but like he looks quite like looks all right in them like suits them like dad gears but wayne's just terrible
1: a lot of the um, a lot of the South Africans Tony was telling me like the uh, the jeans and Asics look as well, don't they? No,
0: no now will throw a stone wash with some
1: Asics.
2: <laughs> or like Smitty, I know he's finished it, like he's coaching now, but he loves the your jeans with like some flip flops, like <laughs> and like a hoodie. It's just a bad look. And then you've got uh, like Finn and um, Billy that just love wearing the one day trousers. Like yeah, like, every time I saw a picture of Finn on his trip to New Zealand, he had like. Some knitted jumper on and his RB One Day trousers, and I was just looking at it like, are some other clothes, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's Yeah, yeah. There's, some, there's some bad ones. There's some actually, or right are ones. Some, some that aren't bad, but most of them are terrible.
1: Who's got the um the the worst lid, worst haircut?
2: it's hard Sam Connors used to be alright, but now <laughs> you've put in your 100% <laughs> video it. Sam used to be alright, but then when he shaved his head, his head doesn't look in proportion, so uh, like <laughs> it's wood at the moment. I was gonna say thin, but it's painful to say it his bond actually looks alright to be honest. Yeah, like, it does, doesn't it? I'm not quite like I was like, what is he doing when he does it? But it actually looks pretty good. Reese's <laughs> on uh, the Gloucester Day. The Gloucester game the quarter because, final. Because He tried to do stripes, and then messed it up that bad, he just had to go all blue. But, <laughs> did, like, he? Um, he did he? Like, it didn't even work out how it was supposed to work out, so like, that was a bad one. But, yeah, that's something
1: that I remember, I can remember, remember Reese walking out to warm up at Gloucester, and seeing it for the first time, and thinking, he's going to have to perform ah. tonight now. He's going to have to perform. He's got blue hair. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, uh, uh, it, was, uh, it was bizarre, bizarre. Oh, we yeah. thought he was going to come with like the Derby stripes. I think that was the original idea or something. And then he took like, turned to the ground and it was all electric blue. And we were <laughs> just like, oh wow, what a time to be doing it as well. It's not like a little group game at Derby when the cameras aren't there and you can get away with it a bit. Drift might take a picture or something like that, but uh, on national, uh, like national quarterfinal. Like, or <laughs>
0: He made sure he made sure those commentators knew it was a charity thing.
2: I don't know, I do yeah, to pay yeah. attention to himself when he liked. Price <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 like he's not bothered, but really he's got a pipe t shirt on his Pipe out. So never wear a cap, so like with got his lid out. love it.
1: Oh, brilliant. This last one, um it's probably like the if you looked at it on paper, it'd probably be like the easiest one to answer as a cricketer, but it'd probably get you the most oh. stick if you call someone out for it. Um, best, best and worst trainer.
2: Meas is pretty good. Meas a good trainer since he's come in. To be fair, like he, you can tell exactly like what he's trying to work on, like when you're bowling at him. So he's pretty good, and he's a fit. Lad. Reece, he's, like Rishi, like gym wise and intensity, he's a good trainer. Like he's proper. Like loves it. Like mm. he's another Northern lad, isn't he? So like, there's something wrong with him, probably. Like just loves the gym. Like loves to like be fit and like loves to eat and like be fit like that and stuff but then at the same time Reece is one of the worst because normally always ends up in an argument between me and him in the net like one of us trying to say something to each other so like he's not worse as in like the worst he does it, but just worse for me to come up again like normally always ends up in an argument or one of us like, like I was only back in the country from Australia and we were netting at Loughborough and it took like three balls so like we just winding each other up and like, like, like literally a minute later like you're laughing about it but at the time you're just like like we each other up and then like he won't, he'll never listen to this, so he'll never know but Rav's got to be worse like hate bowling and the that like does <laughs> what he needs to as in bowls his Yorkers and everything bats three times a year like doesn't bother goes to the gym quite a bit like he's a strong guy and stuff but we like he can tell he's done it all in his younger days mm. he's, like, he's had a 15 20 year career like both West Indies and he's about 20 but yeah out of our group now I'd say he's worse. So he's not bothered, not not bothered, like, but yeah. there's always so no much you can do when you've done it for 20 years, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's like um, it's like Tony said to me the other day, he classes himself now as bowling fit.
2: Yeah. When he's yeah. bowling, like, he's Tony, fit. Like, yeah, like he's a real, real good trainer, but you're not really going to see them go like, spend 10 hours on the bowling machine trying to, oh no. crap, like a young lad might do, like, they, well, Especially in Tony's case he's pretty much affected his skill mm. for what he does like so yeah everyone's you're a professional for a reason so everyone's a pretty good trainer to be honest like, ah, yeah you
1: know, that's a disclaimer at the end yeah, <laughs> yeah good answer yeah good there's, else, a few,
2: there's a few there's a few that I enjoy like we were doing a yo-yo last year when Smitty was still around and his back suddenly went like from taking up his newborn baby and everything. But it, so he didn't get to the yo-yo, but he still managed to get on the flight to Spain for the pre-season tour like, a couple of days later. So stuff like that, I'm like, I'll be the first to jump on. And like, be like, come on, who can't be serious? Here. Like, I'm running my yo-yo and shouting at them, like, come on, <laughs> what's going on here? And like this time, like Harvey Finn just had little hamstring niggles, so they couldn't do the yo-yo. And you're like, oh, really? Like, they're good runners anyway, so they don't make a difference. But,
0: yeah. yeah. Finn told us that Harvey's, Harvey is a good runner, though, wasn't he? he? He did that 2.6 that he did the other week, and and he was he wasn't even out of breath.
2: Yeah, uh, you got Harvey, and F- Harvey Finn and yours are pretty good runners. Oh, some of them were staying. Did you see all their videos? Mad. I oh, had to be putting them breasts on. So, oh, I was like looking at it. i was like, it's is like your time for ventilating. I was like, wait, if you're that bad, take five minutes, mate, and then say it. I was like, come on, wait, We know you're quick. Like, we know you've been putting effort in. Like, come on.
0: Flicker flick themselves with water, make sure they're all out like, yeah. sweating. Yeah, yeah.
2: When you talk about bad lids, living with the three girls must have been causing him stress because fine leg and third man have been pushing back for way in there. <laughs> he looks like he's going thin on top.
1: That's a great line. Oh, brilliant. Right. Anything to add, Fletch?
0: It's just—it's just been affecting us in different ways, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> I generally don't—I don't comment on anybody's hair, unless, like see when he—when he dies, that you, you—you can't not comment on it. But the rest of the time, Hudson Prentice with his hair all over the place takes a good photograph. You should keep that now. Chris, you've got to keep it get it get it nice and big because when you get week, well, when we come back Griff's pictures are going to be great you leap in the air the hair's like that fantastic I
2: know I might have to, I've got a little beard going on and not cut my hair in about two or three months might just leave it there one of my mates at home got his girlfriend to cut his hair for him and he had to shave it off in the end. she did that bad a job so I can't be Christian more. but I just have to wait till the barbers go see how long we can get I'll never get it longer again so now's the time
0: it's good luck. Back, these cameras are backwards, but there's somebody else who's had a bit of a bit of a, <laughs>
2: close, a close one there.
1: It's the look at the minute, mate. It's all the rage. I know. <laughs> there's
2: more people doing it now, aren't you? Because you know you're going to have a few months, so there's more people going for it. But no, I'm not brave enough. I'm not going. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you, Matt
1: Critchley. And uh, I apologise for my comments on a, on a different podcast two months
2: ago. <laughs> no, it's fine, mate. Just, you know I'm listening now, if you say anything, I know the
1: other ones. That I was just trying I was just trying to poke them for some, I was mentioning some names. <laughs> I know, I <laughs> know. <no, no. laughs> uh, cheers, cheers as ever, Fletch.
0: Cheers, mate. Don't forget to listen to that very good historical one as well, Chris. There's a really good weekly one out now with the history of Derbyshire, so I get yourself... I'll get on to that uh... one,
2: just before bed. Just if I'm not, I'm not sleeping. Oh. <laughs> Don't
1: do that, Chris. You'll end up dreaming of Griffin Fletch. Oh, imagine!
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're like a Viking dream or something. <laughs> <laughs> or they confused? <come> <laughs>